Good evening, everybody, from the Bar of Questionable Life Choices. Uh, this is uh, Ian and Why Whiskey, and we are doing a Mother's Day special. Today is the 10th of May, 2020, and we are celebrating moms today. The second Sunday of every month of May is a day that is federally recognized as Mother's Day. All this came about in 1914 when Woodrow Wilson signed it as a national holiday declaring moms to be celebrated. But that's really more of the middle to end of the story. So if we want to take a good hard look into Mother's Day, we're going to go back even further. Grab a drink, meet me at the bar, and let's talk about it. Greetings, friends. This is Why Whiskey, a history podcast with a whiskey problem. Or is it a whiskey podcast with a history problem? We'll let you decide. I'm your host, Ian McGlynn. Let's get after it. So I hope you all have taken advantage of today and celebrated your mother or a mother-type figure in your life. Uh, if you you didn't have a traditional family, um, that's cool. Uh, and then for you non-traditional mothers, I hope that uh, you all were celebrated appropriately. Interesting day, Mother's Day. Uh, personally, like most holidays, I'm kind of a Grinch, and I got some issues with it. Moms should be celebrated much more than just one day a year. This is like a national recognition thing. This is going to fall into that Hallmark holiday category. And I go back and forth about how I feel about it. Let me clear this up. I love my mother. Now, my mother and I, uh, (laughs) in our adult lives, have probably grown farther apart politically uh, than I had ever imagined. And that's totally cool. Let me tell you what I love about my mom. Uh, My mom started me on this history adventure. As you go back to the pilot episode, you can hear that story. She she got it going for me. She did it. Uh, She introduced me to a world of stories of lives past and and fired that adventure more so than anyone. This past fall, I got to explore Ellis Island with my mom. My mom uh, in eighth grade, she I think it was eighth grade, she uh, watched a documentary in, in school and dreamed about going there and had never gone. So I got to experience Ellis Island for the first time with my mother. Uh, it was my mother's first time and we actually went and did the the back 40 tour. I, I forget what it's called, the the hospital tour I think it was where we had to wear hard hats and go back into the part that you don't really get to see unless you take this extra tour and it was phenomenal and one of my greatest memories of that day and that, that's probably going to be one of my best memories with my mom that I can think of was watching her just kind of be like a kid and going through and and here she is she's an adult and you know she's doing the adult thing she's got bad knees and so like it's all walking and but man it it, it, none of that was a thing like it just all went away and it was it was glorious and and very interesting for me personally because uh, I just I love the history of America and that that was literally one of 
the main arteries of what made our country what it was. To be able to share that with my mother was was fantastic. And that day, let me tell you that the we got out of the subway uh, in downtown Manhattan, popped up top, and we were greeted by torrential rain. And I'm not talking about hard. I'm talking about like. Uh, Forrest Gump would call it sideways rain. It was it was horrendous. Like I ran and bought two street umbrellas. Uh, the one I gave my mother immediately folded inside out. It was it was <laughs> it was awful. It was truly awful. And at that point, I thought the day was ruined. But the moment we stepped off the boat and onto Ellis Island, it was fixed and and it was glorious. But all that to say, uh, my mom was was pretty badass, and uh, and she got me started down this this history road. So. Uh, Diane Lynn McGlynn is my mother, and she is an incredible woman who had her hands full with me as a kid uh, and as an adult. I have not been an easy child, I'm sure. I'm now bearing some of that karma back now with as I move into the realm where I have adult children, but uh, that's not for today's story. So Mother's Day, let's talk about where this came from. To, to kind of get the start of it, we've got to go way back. We've got to go back like 19th century back, pre-Civil War back, and we're going to talk about a lady named Anne Reeves Jarvis. So Anne Reeves Jarvis uh, starts these clubs, okay? A Mother's Day work club is what she calls them, and, and there are these clubs that are designed to help teach ladies how to be moms, so it becomes this thing, and it just kind of continues on. Civil War happens, country gets kind of ripped in two, the clubs continue. The clubs at this point in time now, however, they evolve, and they become, uh, they, they bring wives of Confederate and Union soldiers, officers, and all that stuff together, and they become uh, these Mother Friendship Day clubs. So now it becomes Mother's Friendship Day where they're, they're actually working to unify the country again through the homes with the mothers, which is really kind of forward-thinking and, and fantastic for that time to, to try to heal the country from, from the home. And, and if you remember, you know, Reconstruction's happening, so there's, there's a lot of forced healing that's happening, which isn't actually, it's causing things to get worse. It's not healing anything, um, but... Anne Reeves Jarvis has, you know, the the foresight to say, okay, well, let's let's fix this thing from the inside out, and let's go into the homes and, and try to get that going that way, which is really great uh, and fantastic, and it works. So that's kind of like the very first start. This Mother's Friendship Day is kind of where this is rolling, and and we're going to talk about her again here in in a little bit. Now we're going to talk about a lady by the name of Julia Ward Howe. So Julia Ward Howe was an abolitionist. Um, she was pushing for uh, a day of of peace. So uh, she not so much the unification of the country, um, but she was looking for a more like global kind of project. So Mother's Peace Day was designated on June second. This started, I believe, in eighteen seventy two, in the eighteen seventies early 1870s, uh, and she kind of pushed this forward. So now we've got the Mother's Friendship Day started by Ann Reeves Jarvis, and we've got Julia Ward over here uh, working on Mother's Peace Day in June 2nd. 
little bit later on, we're looking in the 1890s time frame, uh, Juliet Calhoun Blakely uh, comes up on the scene in Albion, Michigan, and she wants to do a, uh, a party of her own or a, a Mother's Day of her own. So she, uh, she starts what's called a, it's a Locals Mother's. So Locals Mother's Day in Albion, Michigan. So, so there's that. And now we're going to add another person to the mix, right? Actually, a, a team of people. We're going to talk about uh, Mary Towles uh, Sassine and Frank Herring. Frank Herring would be known as the father of Mother's Day, which is weird. Football coach, uh, faculty member of Notre Dame. Uh, he proposed the original Mother's Day idea. Um, and this pops up in 1904, I think. And he kind of starts working with uh, somewhere in, in the area of Indianapolis and starts kind of pushing for this recognition day of mothers. Uh, him and uh, him and his his partner, they start pushing that. It doesn't really doesn't really take off, right? It isn't until the next year, in 1905, when a lady by the name of Anna Jarvis comes to the scene. That name sounds real familiar. Her mother, Anne Reeves Jarvis, was the lady we talked about earlier. So Anne Reeves dies, uh, her mother dies in 1905. And now Anna, the daughter, decides to try to make a legacy of all of her mother's work. And and I, as so she should. Um, really, really great stuff that, that her mom did. And she's trying now to honor her mom. So... In 1908, she hosts the very first official Mother's Day celebration in the city of Philadelphia. By 1912, this celebration has now spread, not nationwide, but probably within the, the uh, from the East Coast into the Midwest. So in a very short amount of time, we're talking 40 years, this, this celebration of mothers has exploded. And it's... Uh, flowers, you know, giving the flowers to the mothers for Mother's Day. Uh, so, and two years later, so in a total from, from Flash to Bang, from 1908 to 1914, Woodrow Wilson signs and establishes the second Sunday of May to be deemed Mother's Day. But here's where it gets kind of interesting. So Anna Jarvis sets this up in celebration of her mother. And now it becomes a national thing. And here it is. So 1914, this starts. By 1920, Anna Jarvis is now so disgusted with the commercialization of this holiday that she begins to campaign against it. Six years it took from national recognition until it became this commercialized something that had drifted so far away from what Anna had intended it to be that now she actually opposes it. And she doesn't just, it doesn't just piss her off. It, it, it spurs her to action. And she now is taking a stance and an open campaign to destroy the holiday that she created very interesting to note Anna Jarvis never married or had kids of her own 
So this was legitimate, just a celebration of her mom. So now, off she goes. Um, she's dropping lawsuits. She's trying to get rid of the name Mother's Day. Uh, and and by the end of uh, the 1940s, she's kind of exhausted. She's broke. She has spent all of her money. And she just kind of gives up and says, you know what, I'm done with it, and just writes the whole thing off altogether. She did try to have it removed from the calendar and all this, and, and none of that none of that seemed to work. Uh, so she would she would die and move on uh, without uh, stopping the holiday that she created to celebrate her mom. Uh, it has spread globally. Uh, Mother's Day has become a bunch of different things. Uh, we think back to the civil rights movement where uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, Coretta, she would use Mother's Day to stage uh, sit-ins and protests with women and other mothers of, of that time. And um, it became, you know, it's, it, it's represented a whole bunch of things throughout the history of our country. And, and, and it has. Um, you can find Mother's Day in many countries across the globe now. Uh, days to celebrate moms and and moms should be celebrated moms they they do some some crazy shit that us dads don't one of my biggest beefs with the difference in relationships between mothers and fathers is that uh, mothers get nine extra months with their kids than uh, than dads do which is pretty crazy wonderful beautiful thing of creation but uh it makes me jealous sometimes so there's that so interesting story with mother's day I, I was pleasantly pleased to find uh, this holiday have a very interesting kind of uh, layered, you know, not quite so layered as as Christmas. And, and Christmas has, you know, a lot of those outside um, uh, religious or pagan influences, much like Easter did. This one is is not quite so. This was a started as a get together to teach moms how to be moms became a thing uh, led by a uh, you know uh, an abolitionist and then danced over in the temperance movement for a while before finally you know it's it's taken on and and pushed up to the government where it becomes a national day of recognition so but my friends let me tell you this if you're using this one day a year to celebrate your mom you're wrong you need to be celebrating your mothers, your parents, uh, and we'll do a Father's Day thing too, uh, but that's for another time. Uh, you need to be celebrating these folks throughout the year. Reach out, touch them virtually or physically, whatever works out for you. Uh, and again, if you didn't have that traditional mother figure in your life, uh, celebrate the one that filled the role. But don't wait till the second Saturday of May to do that. Do that every day. So with that, uh, tonight's whiskey has been uh, Baker's Single Barrel, their newest uh, addition to the mix. It's incredible. It's aged uh, seven years and change. Comes out of various uh, warehouses. Read the label for the specific information. It is still the 107 proof that uh, that the original Baker's was, and it is 
glorious. So, from uh, Ian McGlynn here at the Bar of Questionable Life Choices, I am raising a glass to all of the mothers out there. Uh, thank you for all of the craziness and bullshit that you put up with. This day is for you, and it is well-deserved. Cheers, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or would like to join me at the Bar of Questionable Life Choices for an episode, please contact me at whywhiskeyhistory at gmail.com, and we can start that conversation. Thank you. Once upon a time there was a railroad line. Don't ask where, brother, don't ask where. It was the road to hell.